of technical issues, timetable issues, and my general lack of confidence, this episode will have profanity in it. So if you're of a sensitive disposition, I recommend having a friend listen to it beforehand and telling you every moment where we said the bad words. In fact, you should have multiple friends do this, just to make sure. And welcome once again to a long delayed, but also long anticipated installment of Sky Mail, the mailbag portion of Blake Sky Private Eye. But wait, what's that? Coming across the horizon, barreling straight towards us, as though it were a locomotive powered by hate and discontent. <laughs> Choo-choo. Why, it's it's a series of spin-offs. It's the first episode of What's the Hell <laughs> no, Sing? Not yet. But if you support Blake Sky Private Eye at any level of any significance, and we get to $200 per month, then yes, it could in fact be What the Hell Sing, a podcast which wastes your time. I'm going to make it regardless, to be fair. <laughs> More than this one does. And I'll get the chance to say fuck. Everyone just... All you have to do is quadruple your Patreon. But no. That locomotive of hate and discontent and sadness is in fact a series of cars pulled together. One of them, Quinn's Mechanism. One of them, Transatlantic Troubles. And the other, Great Ghost. And the locomotive at the head of this is a chimera of three individuals, and who are they? Go! Hi, I'm Marianne. <laughs> Hi, I'm Kale. <laughs> I am Tucker. <laughs> you're supposed to say you're Tucker so Tucker can say it was me. No, uh, <laughs> that's not what happened. Hi, I'm Kale. Uh, I'm the creator of Quinn's Mechanism. Uh, I script edited for Great Ghost and acted as Dottie in Transatlantic Troubles, and I play Mickey in the Black Sky Canon, but uh, if you've gotten this far, you probably know that. Uh, spoilers, Mickey dies, but gets kind of better. It got better. If this is the first episode of this podcast that you're listening to, buckle the fuck up, Buttercup. <laughs> Welcome! Buck wild choices on your part, but I gotta applaud you. I support them. I support every single one of them. That said, I will, I will, I will dunk on you with spoilers so hard that the firmaments shatter. Hi, my name is Mary. I wrote and produced and voiced uh, Lucy. No, wrote. Yeah, yeah, wrote, wrote. Wait, I wrote and produced Transatlantic Troubles and also voiced Lucy. And I'm also Desmond in both. Actually, no, I'm not yet. He's not. Shut up. Um, <laughs> Jesus Christ. And also have uh, been Desmond in uh, the main Blake Sky Cannon. Nailed it. Stuck the landing on that one. <laughs> that was the first Spoilers. take, too. Perfection. I know it's been like a year since the last one. But... Uh, my name's Tucker. I wrote Great Ghost on a series of cocktail napkins and mailed them all to SJ and I guess he made them into a show I keep hearing. technically speaking you mailed them to me first <laughs> I bound them into a book and then sold them to SJ uh, I'm I'm a, a parasitic editor I'm gonna make you a star kid uh, hey kid you want to be a star I was uh, tele what was I telegram yeah you were the reader telegram and, transatlantic oh yeah you were the uh, telegram reader and I did some Veroth mumbling in the background. A series of spooky voices. Yeah, it's and, all one of the uh, Your character made an appearance in Transatlantic Troubles as Winston's Coffee Shop. Wow. And of course, Tucker, Tucker is in uh, Quinn's Mechanism just in the background silently. Yes. Just stood T-Pazzy. And I also, <laughs> uh, I also DM'd SJ the idea for Brandstorm. Yeah, oh, that's right. That's right. You are the progenitor of Brent Storm. It's true. You are actually secretly Brent secretly? Storm. 
Was it, wait, wait, was it supposed to be a secret? Everyone that thinks that it's me doing the voice of Brant Storm, that's wrong. Due to a non-disclosure agreement, I've had to assume the identity of Brant Storm, but in and fact- you've now opened yourself up to legal liability by always... breaking that uh, <laughs> non-disclosure agreement? Oh. Oh, shit. <laughs> no! The curse! Oh, shit. The curse has been released! Oh. I mean, what I said just there was actually a joke. Ha ha ha. Funny. It's me the whole time. It's legally considered parody. Yes. I DM'd SJ on Twitter and said the opposite of Blake Sky is Brant Storm. (laughs) 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 And then he took it from there. (laughs) Surprisingly, this was accurate in my idea without us discussing it. You had a same brain moment. Yeah. Same goblin brain. We do have a lot of same brain moments. Aww. Yeah, it's it. The amount of same brain moments that I have with various cast members, again, I think, is an eerie statement on how multifaceted and horrifying my brain can be. Uh, so let's Weird ignore the the horrible implications that that has and uh, move forward into the mailbag. <laughs> Yep. All right. Having having thoroughly uh, lubricated the uh, the Tucker, uh, the the submission that is stuck first comes from uh, someone who does not work on the podcast. Really? Uh, named Whoa. Achillea. I was going to say. Oh, so it's Amy. <laughs> yes. So you lied to the audience, SJ? No, Amy lied He's to us. Never done that. The subject is. Spinoffs. Wow. Which seems fitting, almost as though I put out something on Twitter about this. Uh, hello, random fan here. You don't know me. What was your favorite part of making your mini series? What was the most challenging thing about making it? What do you like about each other's mini series? For answering this, let's go in reverse chronological order. Oh. Tucker. Oh. I'll say both Quinn's mechanism and Grand's Line of Trouble. I think that, well, the editing and Quinn's mechanism is probably my favorite oh, thank thing you. about it. I think it has a lot of really great sounds. I'm not good at <laughs> saying things that are, that sounds smart. I like sounds <laughs> in it. <laughs> it has good sounds. I think... Kale does a great job in Transatlantic Trouble as well. Voice oh. acting. Kale has a better British accent than I do in Transatlantic Troubles. <laughs> Stop saying good. that. <laughs> You're literally British. Um, I feel very loved. Uh, that was the first part of the question. As well. uh, so, the, what was what was your favorite part of making your miniseries? So, I just wrote um, it because <laughs> I didn't. I did like step one. You can say your favorite part was not having to do anything but write. <laughs> yeah, my favorite part was being like, I just write it, so I'm like eight chapters ahead, <laughs> and I'm like, this is easy. <laughs> yeah, yours was yours was yours was basically just kind of like a, hey, I wrote this and I think it's cool and you should read it, and I'm just like, damn, this is good. This should actually exist, and you're like, oh, okay, <laughs> I guess I'll write some more. <laughs> Tucker gets the spoiled position of, of just not having to take any culpability just like throws it into the void like do with it what you will and then what was the most challenging thing about making it most challenging thing hmm. I don't know there's something sort of uh, vulnerable about being like here make this and just sitting back and being like I hope they like it yeah I guess that's the same for all the projects oh yeah absolutely if I can make a recommendation for a second uh, challenge that you faced. It's understanding the mysterious inner workings of Roman Catholicism. Oh, is, <laughs> no, I no, do that. Kale does that. <laughs> I'm like, this is what happens. And Kale's like, no, that's not how it happens. It happens like this. And I'm like, oh. <laughs> yeah, but that's the challenge. You have to, you have to resort to uh, an acolyte of this 
dark and mysterious force in order to understand it. Oh, he doesn't have to understand it. He just continually passes off to me and, and I fix it. Uh, <laughs> it's true. I, I just scribble <laughs> on a piece of paper and I'm like, hey, I'll make this good, please. And they're like, okay. I've thrown the bones, interpret them. <laughs> All right. And then the Pope emerges from the egg. That doesn't happen. What? Raptor Jesus. Hmm. You sure? <laughs> I'm oh, fairly sir. certain that I remember yes. reading about the Pope emerging from the egg. <gasps> oh, yeah, no, that's what happens. It's the Sega Genesis part of the Bible. Then Father Flatterly channels positive energy and heals everyone within 30 feet. <laughs> no, that, that you know, that actually, uh, healing miracles are a part of Catholic doctrine. That is, like, you could do that. Okay, so that is a spoiler. Do you think, um, a spoiler for Catholicism? No, for <laughs> the future of my story. Oh, um, do you think that Sonic could beat Jesus in a fight? Uh, on Easter? We are getting so wildly off base. <laughs> I don't think he could beat him on Easter. Today's Easter. This is the apex of his power. This is the day of yeah, power. Yeah, this is like, his, he's like in his well of power. He's at his most strong, fresh out of the... Yeah, he's, he's ready for the DBZ style tournament uh, today. The training weights are off today. If... On 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 the the day of his resurrection, Christ is his strongest. Is it the day of his death or birth that he is at his weakest? I mean, when you're born, you're a baby. Uh, I so think when he's dead. He's pretty weak. <laughs> Saturday was when he was his weakest. <laughs> I think I could beat a dead man in a fight. <laughs> I I would honestly put money uh, on the dead man with you. Rude. Anyway, Mary should answer the question now. Yeah, so all those same questions, but for uh, the one with the most adorable couple ever that just the entire time everyone's like, you can't hurt these people. I won't let you. <laughs> um, The hardest part is the fact that the uh, concept doesn't flow from my brain into the brain of the audiences um, and they instantly love it. Um, the fact that I actually have to, you know, put words into the computer and then take the words out of the computer and put them into my eyeballs and out of my mouth. And then so send then it, them to me. <laughs> yeah, and then send them to Kale um, so they can look at it and be like, what the <laughs> fuck is this sentence? What, do you, what have you done? What is this punctuation? This entire sentence has anxiety what the fuck it's a perfectly good um, sentence look what you did to it it has and then anxiety it comes... <laughs> and then uh, it, it enters the uh, ear holes of the audience like that whole process don't like that the thing I like about the others is honestly just the fucking concepts of them is like I cannot fathom ever coming up with concepts that rad and cool and I'm like damn how did you how does your brain I would, do I would that? argue on the contrary to that because you have some really rad ass ideas in transatlantic troubles and if you say otherwise I'll just tell you you're wrong and I'll edit any part out yeah uh, you have to say what you like the most about your thing that's part of the question is you have to say what you like oh what I like the most about mine um I liked the idea of uh like I I, I just liked the idea of this uh this person being so far away and so detached from everything that's going on but still having basically the power to twist it however she likes mm. I like that yeah like the, the investment and the the ability uh, to influence yeah events that she has no personal uh, ability to like observe or understand really yeah and you know fucking oh, 10,000 miles away or whatever but is still just dicking about and piling on more pain to Herschel. Sorry, Herschel. Oh, God. And I would do it again. You're not, hurt, you're not hurting Herschel anymore at this point. You're hurting Herschel's niece, which, by the way, is a noir sona that you can read on BlakeSkyPI.com. I update whenever I get the dance. It, 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 it gets worse. 
Trust me. That's SJ's fault. Yeah, that's SJ's fault, not mine, though. So I don't no, care. it's the patrons' fault for paying. <laughs> don't discourage them. Okay. Uh, speaking of discouraging me, mm-hmm. Kale. Oh, rude. <laughs> uh, so I, what I like the most, I, I like the fact they just started this train by like Quinn's mechanism became a thing because I like had a shower thought and then went to uh, SJ like, hey, what if I did this? And uh, I think what I liked about it the most is say I'd always wanted to script something, but I would start and then stop because I would get like, I'd be like, oh, there's not really enough interest in this. Or I just didn't have the resources uh, because I, I taught myself uh, audio editing to do um, Quinn's mechanism. And it was like, I really enjoyed the experience. Like I really like, it. and I, I originally intended to have like three characters max and I ended up having way more. And I've really enjoyed the process of actually like having everyone together and, and like the dynamics and the chemistry because I, I never really understood before I made Quinn's Mechanism how much your actors bring to your characters because it, it's made writing the characters a lot easier because the way they act them really lends a lot to the the way I write them uh like when I'm writing Kaiser I I'm like I, I'm writing this like can I hear Shay saying this and it makes it a lot easier to write that character because it like I'm I'm writing with this person in mind and and how they are that character how they embody it and I really enjoyed I think that's probably what I enjoyed the most uh was kind of writing in a way that I wasn't having to think about, okay, here's this static set of, of variables about this person that I'm writing. I'm very much writing from a very organic, like I can hear their voice and I can I can sort of hear their cadence. And it's a lot easier to kind of embody that and get really, really sunk into scripting. Um, so that was a really long answer. Uh, the most challenging thing I think is probably because and this will actually come up when I'm talking about Great Ghost. Uh, the most challenging, I think, is I, you know, that like meme. And uh, it's funny because Mary just invoked it. The, the writer thing where it's like, I have all of these ideas, but I hate writing. Like <laughs> writers hate to write. I'm not that. I love writing. I love writing. I hate plotting. Um like, I love the actual experience of writing. I hate having to think about what's going to happen next. Um, Listen, if so, you just want to stitch our brains together, we could get a lot done. A whole person. <laughs> yeah. One whole uh, human. Oh, no, t- I'm already taken by... Uh, we'll get into that. Um, but, uh, yeah, so, like, not getting myself overwhelmed. Because, like, I have to let the ideas come organically. Because I get stymied. Like, I get stuck if I if I try and think too far ahead. Uh, so I, like, I have to not be thinking about, like, I, I obviously act two is all scripted and stuff and, and, uh, part of it's recorded and, and I'm like editing, uh, and I have ideas for like act three and stuff, but I can't be thinking ahead to like where this is all going because my brain just doesn't work that way. We have to get there organically. I can't, I'm not somebody who can just plot out a five act structure and go with that because my brain starts rebelling as soon as I have too much like like well how is this going to fit into that like we have to we have to get there naturally structure structure is the natural enemy of the kale <laughs> <laughs> of the chaos uh, uh, what I like most about like I what I, I really liked about transatlantic troubles was that it's very clean. Like the idea of it's very, very clean and uncluttered. It has a very clean focused idea. Like it's these two people, they're in love. This person has come to the city uh, and gotten herself involved in stuff. And this other person has gotten involved with things back home uh, and is manifesting these abilities that are being shaped by her relationship to the other main character. And like, it's a very clean, tight, concept that's very readable uh like i I really like that about it 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 works very well it's very uncluttered um it's it's a nice it's it's narratively pleasing it's it's very like very very clean very tight uh writing uh what i really really like about great ghost is not just the content this is this is a purely selfish thing i'm not going to lie uh this is what i was talking about before about loving writing when i like i'll admit when i first like, Greek Ghost, the first part happened. We didn't know there was going to be extra parts. 
I, I believe I offered, I was, the talker was like, hey, I wrote this thing for SJ. And I was like, oh, look, do you want me to look over and do some editing for you? Uh, if you like, I can do that. And he was like, oh yeah, I'd, like, I'd appreciate that. And when you sent me the first script, I had this idea of like, oh God, I have to do like professional copy editing. So I was being really, really conservative, like trying not to add in much and trying not to like change the way, like like restructuring sentence, but trying not to use words that weren't already used, uh, putting in tons of notes about like, hey, this is why this, and like this has to change because of this. And like pages of notes um, and sent it to him like, hey, like, sorry, if, if I've overstepped anywhere, just let me know. These are just like suggestions. And he was like, that oh, looks good. And I was like, huh? And then when the, the second one got sent to me, I, I was like starting to get the like, okay, like how much wiggle room do I have? Because the first one was mentally exhausting. It took me like literally two days because it was so much content and stuff that I had to like, like edit and explain. Um, the second one, I was like, how much like, leeway? I like, was still being very conservative, but like adding in things like, hey, and every time I would add something in or like, here's like, I think this would be good for the characterization here. And I would add, be like, hey, Tucker, is this okay? And he'd be like, yeah, it's fine. And then once you get around to chapter three, you can see that I just fully come to the team. Like, oh, Tucker just sends this to me and wants me to be like, make this sound good. Like that's that's what this is. Just make it sound good, uh, and I I love it because I don't I don't have to think at all about where it's going. I don't pre-read the script. I just edit them as I go. Uh, <laughs> and like once in a while, I'll be like, Tucker, is this like, is this a plot point? I have to consider and, and like incorporate as an overarching thing. Like I don't have to think about it at all. I don't have to think about the context. All I have to think about is the moment. I can live in the scene, which is I love that. I love doing that because I just like very organically go through it, and uh, I'm I'm finding out things as I'm editing and. I, I love that because like I, I love doing that. I don't have to think about where things are going at all because I don't have to think about that. That's not my job. I can just like he sends me a script and I'm like, all right, we're gonna make this into like a full cinematic scene. We're gonna give all of these people relationships and like give more depth to this and more like texture. I like basically he hands me the plans and I just have to build it. I don't have to think about fucking any of the logistics. I just have to think about structure and aesthetics. And I I love that. That is very good for me. I really enjoy, because it's basically the, the writer brain version of junk food for me. I can just like sit there and do what I want. And I don't have to think about like anything. Nice. All right. I am going to, obviously, uh, I didn't make a, I didn't make a mini series. So uh, I don't get so, that. Can I actually, oh, can so. I actually, because I guess my relationship with Tucker as writing it like that and my relationship with it as it has actually been as a, an audio thing are different things. I did want to say I really, really enjoy the addition of Chester Legree uh, for the uh, the actual thing. Like I like the framing device oh, in the the audio oh, version. Oh, thanks. Yeah, that uh, Ch Chester. I, I really like the story, but I was just like, oh, man, like I, I don't know if anyone has noticed, but most of the things on here have a fairly diegetic structure to them. All of the things in Blake Sky actually occur within the range of a recording device. Uh, Great Ghost is not like that. Transatlantic Trouble is all um, written. That's true. Mm. So That's it's, true. Mm -hmm. But what is, what, is, what is a letter if not a recording device? Transatlantic Troubles is a dramatic reading of, um, like, war yeah. letters. Yeah. yeah. Ken Burns is reading Transatlantic Troubles. Uh, anyway, go on. I, uh, I interrupted. I'm sorry. But uh, I, I, I was struggling because I was like, you know, I really want to have this. I love this, but it's just kind of a different style than what we had. And I, I went to Tucker, and I'm just like, "Hey, how do you how do you feel about having this like as an idea that exists in Blake Sky and like is actually occurring in Blake Sky universe, but is being presented as fiction." And knowing Tucker and, and my experience with him, he was just like, yeah, sounds good. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah. And then, and then I got to, to play around with it a little. And now you, now we've got like a story on two levels because we've got uh, the the meta narrative and the narrative. And there's actually going to be some stuff in both of those. So I'm looking forward to, to presenting that to you, to you all. I just wanted to, I don't, like I said, I don't have a mini series. I don't have, uh, you know, anything for that. But I did want to say things that I really enjoy about each one of your uh, your various efforts. Uh, I'll start with Quinn's mechanism. Uh, for one, the fervor with which you have taken the Blake Sky canon and consumed it ravenously and like... <laughs> and perverted. And, no, no. Uh, <laughs> and made just amazing additions to it that fit almost effortlessly into it 
is impressive. You gave me a chaos dimension. What did you expect? The ability to just teach yourself audio editing that uh, surpasses my ability in a quarter of the time that I taught myself. Uh, no, shut up. Shut up. The, you're good. Uh, you're... I guess this kind of touches on everybody, so I'll just say this. Oh, yeah, what I really love about a lot of these is that they are different and fit into something that kind of feels like genres that were very popular at the time frame of Blake Sky. Uh, you know, we have the the noir detective story, which noir realistically was actually more prevalent after the war. Uh, but I digress. Uh so, you know, we've got Blake Sky as like a traditional noir kind of story that has cosmic horror elements in it. Uh, Quinn's Mechanism kind of blends more into the cosmic horror and psychological horror side of things, which I love. It's a little bit gothic, too. Yeah, it's got it, a little bit of a gothic horror energy. Yeah, it's very cerebral, which I mm. enjoy a great deal. Um, Transatlantic Trouble, like you said, is this very expertly crafted character study of these two individuals that after the first episode after the first 10 seconds you are in love with these characters and it is amazing that you can have something like that that is this you know uh this this romance Feel, feels like a like a romance radio drama and then you get this hard turn eventually into the darker more sinister part of the universe that we're like oh wait that's still here crap <laughs> and just just falling in love with these characters and seeing how it fits and seeing the weight of things that were already tragic moments in the Blake Sky canon and you're like oh no it's worse trust me <laughs> it's so much worse like when 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 the decision was made to make it relate to uh like it tie into Mikioshi's gang and then tie into Herschel I was just like Oh god, this 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 has so many implications and it's horrible and I love it. <laughs> Be, being a writer is creating a child that you love and then pushing them down a flight of steps. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then Great Ghost, you know, going back to the genre convention that we have pulp. is pulp. a little bit more of this pulpy, actiony, <laughs> you know, uh, going into going into the fight with, you know, a gun at your hip, your fists ready for a brawl, and I love it. It's and I've said it before, I'll say it again, the way in which Tucker, you have created this power set for the great ghost when i was reading over the script and you were talking about you know using the ghost powers to create basically like tracers and absolute darkness and stuff like that i was like that is such an inventive use of a seemingly kind of at first glimpse you could kind of write it off as an underrated power but it just creates this dynamic that is innovative and I I enjoyed it so much and I don't know just all of them at their core are unique and amazing stories that fit so seamlessly into the universe that I I can't tell where they start or stop well at the beginning of the end of the episodes hmm. oh I I did want to comment uh like because you're saying, like, oh, I don't make any, like, side stories or anything. Um, I've had an ADD brain. I've lost it. Uh, it's like, because, well, your, your involvement in all of these has been huge, too. Like, none of these would exist without Blake Sky. And I think, like, there's, there's something to be said about that. Like, 
they, these are all kind of weird sprouts off of the, the trunk, right? Editor's note. It was at this point that SJ felt kind of bad about bullying Kale most of the time. Just a little. All of this is an Ouroboros sucking its own dick because I've I, since you all have made these things, I have then made noir sonas that have referenced and <laughs> fed into each one of these things. Yep. Oh, and I made one of those Norisotas uh, uh, a voiced character, uh, voiced yeah. by their patron. Yeah, which, you know, man, we really need to make that a tier so I can bilk more money out of it. <laughs> <laughs> Start uh, charging your cast. Would, would you like to be a voice actor? If so, donate $50 a month to Blake Sky, private It's quite a scheme. Oh my God. Make your cast pay you. Oh, God, that's the most capitalist thing I've ever heard. Slash said. If you want a self-insert character to meet any of the Blake Sky characters, subscribe on Patreon. Yeah. <laughs> if you want a self-insert character to meet an untimely end, subscribe on Patreon. Oh, no, none of them have, none of them have died permanently yet, but they'll wish they had. Yes. Oh, God. <laughs> God, it's so funny whenever Shay asks me about Kaiser stuff, I'm like, I don't know, I'm completely, like... Tied to the wheel uh, because SJ has control of Dorisonas. So there's like, every time I'm making a major decision, I'm like, can I do this? <laughs> it's unfortunately now a steering wheel that both of us have our hands on, and the other one just keeps looking at the other one. It's like, what are we doing? <laughs> Jesus, take the wheel away from us. So I have another question. I have another question. Uh, it is f- from Buy My Games. But the email does inform me that it is actually... I think I could guess who None it is. other than... Old oh, yes. Hexavexagon. Hi, Vex. Subject. I love what you've done with the place. Really spruced it up. The message. I've been enjoying Blake Sky turning more and more into a variety show hosting all manners of tales and curiosity. Anyway... When are you going to produce a Blake Sky burlesque? Oh. More importantly, when is Kale going to produce a Brant Storm burlesque? Oh. <laughs> uh, I have a mystery for Blake to solve. How did we get Big Boat stuck again? <laughs> <laughs> now you see, I have a master I... plan. Yeah, uh, so yeah. That, yeah, Big Boat stuck it. Big Bo- Big Boat stuck again. Uh, Big Boat stuck again is definitely not a case. It is a caper. Yeah, no, that's the next. That's the basis for the next rant storm. Yeah. <laughs> oh my Did god! We? How do Did we get we? big boat stuck again? <clears throat> Brant was Brant was robbing the boat, and he's like, "We gotta take this off road." <laughs> just slams it to the <laughs> When was the Suez Canal completed? Um, I'll Google it right now I while know. I say my next bit of. Um, didn't we already have a burlesque? Uh, question. Like, what would our characters uh, burlesque? Uh, maybe. I mean, Kaiser is canonically involved with, with burlesque, uh, too, so, like... We now interrupt this kale to bring you an exciting installment of... Suez Facts. Uh, the date completed was... N- 1869. 17th of November, 1869. Nice. So we're good, we're good, we're good. We're good, we're good, we're good. We can... We can block the Suez. Yes... So what we will do is make our way onto a boat in the Suez Canal, and then, when the moment is right, we will flip the bitch sideways, blocking 10% of all global trade. The Suez Canal? Including some dragon-shaped sex toys. (laughs) Whoa. (laughs) No, that's no, he was um, there to steal those. Unfortunately, those have gone <laughs> missing up my ass. Your gargantuan ass. If you can fit a hundred Kelvins up your ass, that's fucking phenomenal. See, I know my son. So, for the Blake Sky Burlesque, uh, obviously the less, the, the less saucy of the two burlesque, but... Uh. I, I mean, Shay is the one who has a character who is literally involved with burlesque. I think the answer here is when when is Shay uh, going to start their own side story that's just Kaiser running a burlesque show? The, 
God, I'm just imagining like a Kaiser centric thing just basically being the Muppet show. But like Oh my god as burlesque and like every episode ends with the Tantalus being destroyed and been then rebuilt by the next episode. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. We need an artist, Patreon exclusive um, uh, co- mini comic strips, like daily comics, and they're just Kaiser with the Tantalus, and they always end with the Tantalus being destroyed. Uh, Who would be Statler and Waldorf? Uh, Desmond is definitely one of them. <laughs> Mickey and Desmond. Actually, actually, Statler and Waldorf are an old gay couple, so it should be Lucy and Dottie. <gasps> yes! I feel they're too nice. Oh. Uh, <laughs> Dottie would be hiding her eyes from all the the nakedness, and Lucy would just be like, eh. "Good job, Lucy. Where did you bring me?" <laughs> I know that it's not gay enough, but one of them being the Rat King definitely feels right to me, just because Zane, <laughs> get- <gasps> Mickey, and the Rat King, yeah, Mickey the rat and the Rat King. King. Mickey and the rat king. <laughs> They constantly snipe at each other. It's perfect. So Gordon and the Rat King, that'd be kind of Oh, that, that is pretty good. Him just, him just talking and then he's like, shut up. <laughs> shut up, you. Yeah. Uh, alternatively, Brant Storm and Mummy, Mummy Dad. Yeah. Perfect. Uh, they just talk about Lincoln and Lincolnberry all the time. <laughs> Lincolnberry and Lincolnberry. And then the Brant Storm burlesque is just more disgusting than you can possibly imagine. <laughs> oh. Tiny cape gets tinier. It's been it's been banned in thirteen countries. Which ones? He just takes out keeps taking out capes and they get All smaller of them. and smaller. Yeah. <laughs> it's been banned in thirteen continents. Oh, but uh no, but seriously, uh Hex of Hexagon has another question. Uh, the subject being I should be writing my novel (laughs) write your novel Uh, the message says uh, hi me again just wanted to say good work and let Mickey say fuck I agree I agree let Mickey say fuck excellent point you know what if you want Mickey to say fuck you have to vote with your dollar I did (laughs) I'm doing my part I raised my Patreon once you said that, <laughs> I support Kale in all endeavors. I w- I attempted to do exactly the same thing and then realized I'm on the highest level of the Patreon, so I can't. You can always give more money. Make an make another level. <laughs> the, I mean, we have established the Rube tier, which is a hundred dollars, and we will the cast will read fan fiction of your choice in character. I mean. To be fair, uh, Tucker's already gotten that without being at that tier. Got him. You know, a lot of people have gotten shit without paying for it, all right? We can't, we have to choose when to enforce things. (laughs) We can't just. I still think we should have a tier where I do things and it will be utterly chaotic. Uh, I keep offering to contribute to the Patreon content. (laughs) And SJ wisely keeps denying me. I mean, it's 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 just because I'm dumb and I have kind of ideas for stuff, and then uh, something comes out of the blue like yesterday and completely upends a character's entire trajectory because I'm like, nah, this is rad as hell. Spoiler alert! Now I want to know what? what for that patron that you don't know who it is, but I do. Spoiler bot here. Now tell us. Spoiler is that. Brad Storm is actually Ernest Howard's twin brother. From another mother. And father. What one one of you knows? Oh, so it's Desmond. Mmm, Desmond. Or is your uh who's who's your Shut up, Desmond. Slut up, Desmond. Slut up, Desmond. Whoa. Make sure to reserve your slut up Desmond merchandise out this summer. <laughs> I feel, I'm uh, starting to feel like we should have merchandise that says, unknown fan here, you don't know me. Uh, <laughs> as this is this is for anybody listening at home right now. I know there's probably like three of you. If you're on the bus, stop listening immediately. If, 
you actually would purchase a slut up Desmond piece of merchandise, I want you to hashtag slut up Desmond and make sure to at Blake Sky PI on Twitter. Do it. I dare you. You won't, cowards. You're a bunch of cowards. Are we waiting for them to do that? <laughs> yeah, I'm waiting for him to do that. Nobody's Real doing time. anything. <laughs> Losers. Oh, wait. I actually have to make the 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 sky mail and then post it and then they can hear it. Oh, we got another we got another email one. And this is from Nanny Mouse. Why do you Oh enjoy- god, I can't do this on my Twitter because I'm followed by my seven year old nephew and I don't want him reading slut up, Desmond. It'll <laughs> sometime. Coward. Uh listen, they're listen, they're gonna learn it at school. They might as well learn it from somebody, you know, that they know and trust. Why does seven year old cousin have a Twitter? All the cool kids have Twitter. All the cool kids are engaging in discourse. Because he's a successful YouTuber, Kale. I'm concerned. Anyway. Alright, so the the question for this one. Why do you enjoy torturing the baby so much? <laughs> for a serious question. The baby. Oh, that's Rebecca. What, uh things inspired Millie's creation, if anything? I guess this one's directed at me. Uh, since And also possibly me. Because <laughs> of Sam. It, it's specifically it, it Millie's specifically creation. Millie or, uh, oh, okay, I wasn't, I wasn't sure if it was directed into about the voice actor or if it was uh, directed specifically. Uh, at, uh, about I mean, Millie, Millie is kind of this weird cross pollination from another idea that I had for Prosperity. Prosperity was kind of its own story that got folded into the Blake Sky canon, um, and I may revisit at a later point in time. But not to not to get too much of a peek behind the curtain, but. There are a couple titles, archetypes, I don't know what I want to call them, that were in existence and that I was like, I want these to be things that we run into in season two. Uh, The Outsider, uh, vis-a-vis Millie, was one of them, and I seeded that in season one. The other was The Diviner, a.k.a. Daphne Howard, which was, again, you know, seated in season one and really more fleshed out at the start of season two. There's another, <gasps> and you all will find out about that later. Uh-huh. Uh, which, in what, in Quinn's Mechanism Act 2 uh, or something else entirely? Uh, uh, I don't know which one they'll get to first. We'll find I will out. say um, that... Bullying Millie is one of my favorite parts of playing Desmond. It's so fun to write. It's so fun to Boy, howdy. perform. I cannot wait for Mickey to meet Millie. I feel like that's just going to be a very good interaction. I can't wait for Mickey to meet Desmond and I can pretend to do your voice. Oh, no. Um, Mickey, Mickey has met Desmond. Hello, governor. 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 But then I got shot. Although the last time, spoiler alert, um, the last time I attempted to do a Mickey voice, it fucking wasn't great. Beep, beep, beep. Um, yeah, it did actually sound really bad. It, it sounded straight up straight. I, right? I, I had to record myself saying it in the Mickey voice so that you could try to uh, emulate it. Yeah. I don't think I've done anything to Rebecca yet. I don't know if I could. <laughs> yet. 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 Yeah. Yet. Then Great Ghost found this kid and said, Fuck you! Great Ghost bit red string board. There is a newspaper clipping of a disintegrated police officer. <laughs> oh, excellent. <laughs> hey! <laughs> Giant monster must investigate. Must find. We got another question, and the name on this one is Whomst This? Is this Ben? No, it is not. At least it doesn't have that Ben energy, Benergy, as I like to call it. Benergy. Benergy, yes. Benergy. Benergy. What do you do when you need inspiration for the podcast? Do you have any, do you have any media, etc., that you rewatch or go through to get your juices flowing again? Let me tell you, 
My juices <laughs> are constantly flowing. It is a non-stop deluge of juice. You should see a medical you doctor. You cannot plug up SJ's juices. My juices are eternal. Well, glad I yes. answered that. Uh, no, but um, <laughs> uh, is that is that one for for you or is that uh, a we'll, we'll, one? Say, we'll say it's for everybody. Uh, like, what's what sort of things inspire you? In your creative processes, like when you when you when you reach a when you reach a brick wall, is there something that you go to and you're like, okay, I got this now? Does should should I go? Does someone else want to go first? Or oh, I I can go. Uh, uh, I'd say like the the original inspiration or like for Grey Ghost, as in most of my writing, is. What if there was a superhero in this? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you had yeah. some Zorro inspiration, didn't you? Yeah, I was, I was just that was more of me being like coming up with uh, a reason why would this person wear a mask if there has Superman doesn't come out till like forty five or something. Yeah, but th- but this is also like the prime time of like the mystery man's like the, the mystery man superhero like. Yeah, Zorro is like the most recent thing that it would have come out during this time from my research. Mm-hmm. So that's why I initially... You did research? Yes. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, so that was like the original idea of... Because I think it... Is, is that mentioned? In, uh, sorry, I, I believe it's mentioned in the script that... Um, why he has the mask. Yeah, that it's something he saw on the cover yeah. of the Pulp magazine. So yeah, I wanted to make sure that there was a... Re- he he would have... Because why would a normal person wear a mask? Not one in history has ever worn a mask to fight crime. Yeah. So yeah, Pulp was uh, an inspiration. Yes. Most times when I just need inspiration, I just stop writing. Because <laughs> I, I spend like four hours a day with my brain off at work. Or more than that most of the time. So I know at some point I'll think of something. <laughs> or I trust that... That I just I just enter the uh, isolation tank that is my mind, and I will think of something. <laughs> Goes into his mind palace. There's less in it. Oh, it's just it, it's more like it's more like a mind storage complex. <laughs> it's the mind studio apartment. There's lots of shit in my studio apartment. Oh, you don't you don't have to brag. There's a baby. I just go to <laughs> she just goes house. to my house and looks around for inspiration. Two babies. Yeah, there's two kitties. I just go and talk to Gordon. I'm like Gordon. Wants <laughs> Gordon. Wow. Excellent wow. idea. Wow. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, all right. Uh, have you considered feeding me kibble? Have you considered spoiling me rotten? Have you considered helping me interrupt a podcast? This helps with the creative process. <laughs> Already given great ghost kibble. Okay, what was the question again? It was, what sort of things do you go to for inspiration? Oh, mine is extremely weird. Don't even worry. Uh, so, I actually, like, I don't consume a lot of media for inspiration. Uh, sometimes I will listen to music, like ambient soundtracks and stuff, while I write, and I find that helps. Um, like, uh, I, sometimes I'll listen to just, like, like soundtracks or or, like, those four-hour compilation things on YouTube, uh, or even a couple times I've listened to, like, some of the Kevin McLeod music that I use uh, just to give me the right vibe. But more often, uh, I've stayed true to my original form, which is sometimes I just need to leave and, like, shower and I'll have a thought. Um, the shower is my my thinking space. It is my mind palace. Uh, it is it is it is your thought generator. Yeah, I because a lot of times like I find I get thoughts when I'm not really like the rare times I'm not really thinking because I never am not thinking at all. Uh, but when I'm not like thinking about anything I have to be doing uh, is when I tend to get get thoughts for like stories. Um, and my other my other method is when I'm stuck to turn to SJ and be like, "Hey, does this make sense?" and have him say no, and then get mad and then have a brainwave. <laughs> which is essentially what happened for uh, season uh, for act two uh, where I was like SJ you're not giving me anything and he was like well no like this is this and I was like I've got it (laughs) I I don't I don't want to interrupt too much but I do think that that's a very interesting thing is how a lot of times people think that creativity comes from absolute freedom to do whatever the hell you want 
And sometimes that's so daunting that having someone like put it's overwhelming. Put uh, limitations on you, put constraints, put form to work within can be very yes. useful. So a lot of the times if you are struggling because you've got the, the tyranny of the blank page, so to speak, putting milestones or things that you're working towards, like I want to write a scene of dialogue or I want to write an action scene. And then building out from there kind of helps me. Well, that's that's literally why fan fiction is easier to to write. Like I wrote fan fiction for a super long time for that exact reason because you are operating within this established world and you're not having to like it's overwhelming to have to consider every goddamn like element of everything and having to remember all of that because uh, like when you're making up something whole cloth, then you basically have to be your own like scribe so you're not contradicting yourself whereas if it's like for a fandom or something you can just like go on the wiki and be like wait remind me god the number of times i've tried to google something from your own uh, podcast uh, yeah. from my own podcast and like oh this is like a fucking help is it yeah like and i think because essentially what we've all done is like this is blake sky fan fiction this is canonical blake sky fan fiction mm. like that's all of us have done that. I'm just your wiki. Um, you just all are like, hey, does this make sense? Yeah. And sometimes my my inspiration is I consult the wiki. The wiki does not tell me what I want to hear. And I have to think outside the box. Uh, I have to be I, angry at the wiki. Yeah, I get mad at the wiki. and uh, I have to sass the wiki every time he streams Apex Legends. <gasps> yeah. Not every time. Half the time I'm already in bed and don't <laughs> join. But yeah, that's a, that's a, that's a good point. And... I think that I am weird in that regard because when it comes to like keeping all of that stuff in my brain, it just kind of, I don't know how, but it just settles in there. Like I, I, for the most part, I can keep track of the, the, the Blake sky universe and it, and it's all in there. I, I don't have much of this shit written down. If I die, it's all gone. <laughs> <laughs> That's me and oh, Mickey. I'll, um, I'll do it. Okay. You'll, you'll kill me? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Watch out, bitch. <laughs> okay, which 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 brings us Got yeah, to, to Mary's secret. No, it's not secret, but like mine's weird because Transatlantic Troubles was my thing that I did to get my creative inspiration back because I was struggling writing my own podcast and then... Oh, you have a podcast? What's that podcast? Um, never you mind. No, nope, um, you gotta say it. No, it's uh, flying in the face of fate. It's flying in the face of fate. It's it flying is, in uh, the face of fate. It's a fantasy podcast uh, that I keep trying to bother SJ to write a side story for, and he won't because he's a coward. Um, Quid pro quo. Can I put a superhero in it? <laughs> to to be fair, I wrote fan fiction for it. It involved eggs. It did involve eggs, um, and it wasn't... I hate this immediately. It wasn't... Uh, I don't know how to pronounce this. Ovipositor? Ovipositor? Yeah, oviposition. Yeah. It wasn't that, but... Um, Yet. 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 I'm relieved, but I'm still concerned. Oh, what was I saying with my human mouth? Uh... Transatlantic Trouble was your... Yeah, it, it was my kind of... Yeah, like, I didn't really need to think that much of, like, anything that was going on outside. It was just, I'm gonna write these two women in love. Um, and because, yeah, like, it, it's easier to write it. Like, SJ had already given me the universe and, and given me most of the characters... Um, so that was a lot easier so I just kind of switched to doing that did that for a month and then went back to my own one but um, other than that, music I listen to a lot of music I make a lot of character playlists that I'm like, oh I need to write this specific character so I'll put that playlist on your, your playlist for Desmond is choice I feel like that we might my playlist I feel like that. Desmond is beautiful. I feel like when this comes out, we definitely need to retweet that on uh, 
fun. I have a playlist for Desmond that's very good. I have one for Mickey. Um, and I think I did one for Blake that's all right. That's in keeping with the themes of the show. Fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> all these other characters have straight bangers. Blake's okay. <laughs> Blake's okay. Uh, all right. We got another question. And this one is from you know who it's Shay. Uh, the message being hello friends. Hello. Hello. Hello Shay. What were the biggest challenges you faced? Well, well, dang it. We already did this basically. So I hate to do this Shay, but you've asked a duplicate question, which means you're banned from the podcast. Not. I'm kicking them out of the discord now. The biggest challenges we faced. Well, I can talk about the biggest challenges I faced. Uh, no, you don't. You don't. You don't need to humor Shay. Uh, I yes, mean, I do. They're one of my actors. At this point, uh, not anymore. They're removed from the, from the podcast <laughs> network. And there we go. I'm afraid I'll have to fight you. But I, I could razz my two co-hosts here and, and talk about the greatest difficulties I experienced with uh, editing Great Ghost and acting in Translating Troubles. But then I would just be razzing. <laughs> And the editing that you did for Transatlantic Troubles, uh, which was mostly what the fuck. <laughs> it was mostly Mary, help me. What is this? Is this a Britishism? What does this mean? I do enjoy Kale notes in scripts and stuff like that. Like the part where it's like, this is pandering and Mary is going to love this. This is pandering. Yeah. All my Kale notes are just Tucker. This isn't a sentence. <laughs> <laughs> Tucker, what does this mean? Exactly. It's just like, <laughs> this is nonsense, you moron. I've never called you a moron. It's always, Tucker, what does this mean? Help me, please. Uh, subtext. My, I like being able to, like, I usually do it when I record Desmond, where I'm like, no British person has ever said this ever. But <laughs> I need to change it right now. Come again? You what, mate? <laughs> yeah, you what? <laughs> just taking a, taking a piss. Yeah, it's taking the piss. Uh, no, it's taking the piss. Taking a piss, yeah. No, no, I'm pretty sure. Well, that's that, why it rains I'm so much. Sure that all British people are just <laughs> pissing everywhere. <laughs> oh. oh. Hey, let's never think about that again. And then go to name. We're, we're on the the form this time, and I'm going backwards. Deal with it. There are no rules. It's just right. This is an Outback Steakhouse now. Whoa. Name a very chatty and cursed friend. Hello, I am searching for a friend to walk the endless, vast mist of the Void Sea with. Do any of you amazing, smart, sexy gumshoes have suggestions for a friend to love and cherish in mutual, eternal eldritch torture? Any volunteers? Thank you, and may the infinite hands of Chargarum feel you up for as many Whoa. lives as you shall live. Ooh. Uh, become one with the Rat King. Unfortunately, I'm already taken by my darling Lucy. I have my own endless halls to wander. Did, <laughs> did you say halls or holes? Cause oh, oh, you said halls. Just... I said halls, but uh, it remains to be seen. Let's let the audience decide. <laughs> All right. right. <laughs> audience, uh, write in and uh, let us know what Kale just said. This is basically the will Jason Todd live or die poll. <laughs> Maybe we should do that for well. Does Beans live? For Patreon. Maybe I say fuck. Say call in and see if Maybe I say will or will not say fuck. Ten cents a call. I mean, technically, we are already doing a poll as to will or will not Kale say fuck. You have to pay with your. It's votes. just like being back in burlesque. <laughs> So for gumshoes, uh, I mean, obviously Blake's already kind of roped into this. Uh, August is already roped into this. Who? No, nobody else as of yet has a straight up deal with Chargaram. Uh, oh, I guess. With Chargaram? Yeah, with Chargaram specifically, because um, Gordon has a deal with the Rat King. And Mickey has a deal with uh, one of the infinite names as well now. I, I get, I, yeah, I gotta wonder because Mickey isn't the one who entered into that deal. Yeah, but it, unfortunately, Vroth is one of those things where you can argue the 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 legal ramifications of not being able to sign your own contract. 
<laughs> Lucy technically isn't in a contract with anyone. Where Dottie is. Dottie is. Yes. For my darling Lucy. Yes. <laughs> oh, I love it. Desmond. Beep, boop, boop. Hey, there's a whole lot of spoilers going on right here with the cast talking to each other about a bunch of garbage. And, uh, you ain't clear to know this stuff yet, so how about we just skip ahead a little bit, all right? All right. Oh. Anyway, infinite hands means that Chargarum can feel up plenty of people, so... Oh, the infinite holes. Oh. Yeah. Oh. Oh. A match made in heaven. Infinite hands meet infinite holes. Uh, mystery for Blake Sky to solve. Where do you think the Vartesian well is? <laughs> God damn well. it, that's such an obscure inside joke. Why would you put this? I only vaguely remember... Making this joke. Um, uh, the Partesian whale. For, for anyone that is wondering, what the hell are they talking about? It's something that happened in the Discord, which, by the way, if you want onto the Discord, uh, send me a DM on Twitter and I'll shoot you the link. <laughs> what? There's a Discord server? There's no public link for the Discord? <laughs> I, I am... Uh, hesitant to put it out in public because I don't want bots and creeps in. Yeah, also because it's, it, this is a very queer podcast. All right, creeps. Editor's note. I've decided to say screw that and make the link public from here on out. Wait, you're a queer? Uh, wait, you're queer? Wait, what? What, what a gift of the Magi this oh, shit. is. <laughs> I got you this queer, but I... Wait, I still have mine. I... I shaved off all my queer. Got you these combs. <laughs> God. The the moral of the story is uh, it was a play on the word artesian well, which is a type of well, which is the only type of well that matters. And it became fartesian well. The fartesian well belongs to the Brant Storm Extended Universe. So that needs to be asked in the Brant Storm Q&A. Mm -hmm. It has something to do with how we're reblocking the Suez Canal. <laughs> yeah, so uh, you'll have to resubmit this in three months. All right. Uh, this one, I think, is out of order. So we'll skip ahead. Uh, this one is from, God, Jesus, Michael Litteris. Uh, there is now some terrible teen movie. Each character of the main cast needs to be sorted into the side story that suits them most. Who goes oh, where? What? I don't think I understand the question. No, I believe it's, um, you know how in like teen things they always get sorted. So they're like, oh, you are in one of these transphobic houses and you are sorted into a, a side house. story that yeah. suits their okay. personality so like a subplot. best in a so I got confused because I thought inside story like our side stories and I was like what? like you 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 are a diviner what's that one? reckless? I don't know there's another one that's very similar the way you when you're one of four things okay I am confused I guess you could also do like the hunger games and go with the different like the communities the districts yeah Okay, what side? How does that relate to the side plot? So basically, what we're saying is that each one of the sides that so we have three camps that we can put people in, and we okay. can put each one of the main characters in Quinn's Mechanism, oh. Transatlantic Trouble, or Great Ghost. Okay, I understand now. I misunderstood the original question. I, okay, yes, I understand now. So going down the list Blake Sky. Uh, Great Ghost. Great Ghost, yeah, definitely. Uh, God, I would love to actually see them like. Do the classic back-to-back, -back, you know, uh, in the middle of a fight and be like, that's a weird get-up you got there, buddy. And then be like, yeah, that's a weird face you got there, asshole. And he hits a shot in the head. <laughs> oh, God. And he comes in through the door. I'm back, bitch. I'm back, <laughs> bitches. Okay, Eleanor. Uh, turns out like trouble. Quinn's mechanism. Oh. Quinn's mechanism. Yeah, I, oh, I don't know. Yeah, I guess, I, that's, I guess that's arguable. It's just a bunch of book nerds. Come on. That is true. Yeah, I guess Eleanor actually could be incorporated fairly easily into Quinn's Mechanism, uh, especially given Act 2. Um, and that she she might even know Hope. But I but but I could definitely see a case for uh, 
I could definitely see a case for transatlantic troubles. Yeah, like I could definitely see her because I mean she knows Mickey. Lucy's part of Mickey's gang. Like I could definitely see them being like we are sort of like disenfranchised young women uh, yeah. <laughs> who've experienced some terrible things. Like and uh, okay, so moving along, we've got Gordon. Transatlantic troubles. Yeah, transatlantic troubles. Transatlantic troubles. He's already in it. That's true. <laughs> he is already in That's it. True. Mickey. Uh, that is hard because Mickey could be in any of them, I think. Mickey's kind of proxy already in Great Ghost because one of the people that Mickey had uh, dumped into the harbor is one of the ghosts. Yeah, and Mickey's openly referenced in um, Transatlantic Troubles. Uh, actually, I think if funny enough, the least likely one to have Mickey in it is Quinn's Mechanism. Um, like, that's the least likely place. But I could see them in Great Ghost or Transatlantic Troubles because they're kind of already in either of them. I think they'd be more likely to make an in-person appearance in Great Ghost. I almost did. At the end of the first, I wanted to be like, Mickey's ghost is here, but that plan was ruined by SJ. <laughs> yeah. Didn't you run it by SJ and SJ was like, mm, 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 mm. <laughs> well, well, actually, well, actually, based on the cosmology, it doesn't make sense. Editor's note, this is where audition broke, and I lost all will to go on. I'm sorry, but it is one o'clock the morning after this should have come out, and I have lost it. So, my apologies. I hope you've enjoyed what you listened to, and Adobe. If you're out there, 